When we told growers that New Bear Premium Trivolt herbicide for corn delivers visibly clean fields for up to eight weeks, they were a bit skeptical. Um, we'll see how it works. So we decided to prove it. We set up cameras in multiple cornfields, treated them with Trivolt, and filmed for 24 hours a day. For eight weeks, we saw a variety of weather conditions, and Trivolt worked. See for yourself at trivoltinaction.com. Trivolt is a restricted-use pesticide. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. Read and follow pesticide label directions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Young Pros Talk podcast. My name is Redmond, and today I have another fantastic guest. Um, not my favorite person all the time, you know what I mean? But <laughs> one of my favorite people that's not my favorite person all the time. No, we're not going to say that. He's my favorite person. Um, Jamel. What's up, man? How you How's doing? it going? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, Thanks for coming to the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what happens. I haven't Thankfully, heard my voice in so long. Um, I didn't cancel our workout just for us to record. I promise that was not intentional. <laughs> feel like you did, but that's okay. I don't cancel. I mean, my track record is I, I don't really cancel unless I really feel like I'm not up to it or things. Yeah, no, again, I think transpire. you've been very consistent. It was just that this is just like... Oh, you coming there anyways, but we ain't going to work out because my head and my neck. And both things are true still. <laughs> I'm really, I'm hottest right now. Okay. I'm hot, it. you know. So. As long as you, as long as it's not contagious, we good. It's not contagious, which is why, you know, I feel like that's the other reason you decided to move to the other side of the room. Right. <laughs> no, I'm here because I'm trying to get your acoustics lined up. Yeah, I appreciate that. No problem. Because I'm still figuring it all out. But um, what's up, man? Well, Not much, man. Life's busy. Working a lot. Um, yeah. Training your ass. I know. <laughs> and I be feeling it. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I don't feel it right after. I mean, I feel like I, I text somebody. Somebody called me or something after we worked out the other day. And I was like, they were like, can I come over? And I was like. Yeah, sorry for the day. I'm just catching my breath. I'm just trying to breathe right now, okay, because I felt like yeah. I was going to pass out. But I do notice, and we'll get into all of this, I do notice that when I work out with you, when we train, if I've only eaten one meal right before we work out, like an hour or two, my energy levels aren't as high, and I can't complete the workouts as well. As if I have breakfast at least, and then another meal. Right. I found when I have breakfast, and then another meal. Good. But before we get into all of that, just tell everybody about yourself. Give us some background about you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been. I was born in Saint Lucia, small Caribbean island. For those who know, um, I don't do winter very well here in Canada. But <laughs> Jade Mountain is in Saint Lucia. Yeah, Jade Mountain's down there. Oprah's got a house somewhere around there. Um, I'm not surprised. No. Um, but yeah, I moved to Canada when I was around 10, so that was about 20 years ago. And uh, yeah, I've done a lot of school in my life for some <laughs> reason. I just stayed in school, so got a couple degrees, focused on the human body, focused on 
math and science and just trying to put it to good use. I'm currently director of business development at CAMH, so trying to focus on mental health and mental well-being and just overall health and uh, wellness. So I guess that's why I'm here. Okay. Well, how many degrees do you have? Uh, technically five. Technically um, five. Two of I them are minor, so I don't think those really count. But yeah, undergrad, a double master's, and then two minor. I don't. I barely have one degree, so you know, <laughs> I don't even know my degree count. That is it. Yes, that is. I have it on my little thing in the. Uh, uh, I see it poster. over there. I see it over there. Yeah. So, how did you first get into fitness, though? Um, like you were an athlete and all that, right? Yeah. So I was pretty. I, I was into sports growing up. Um, I played basketball at a very high level, and uh, after that, I uh, had an injury, which then led me into trying to figure out the body and how I could recover faster and how mm -hmm. I could get back to playing basketball. And that led me into the science of the body and science of basically health and wellness and then cogni cognition and how we think and feel and perceive different things within health and wellness. Uh, so that kind of just led me down the academic road and then the academic road led down into the business road and right. that's just kind of taken me there. But um, I mean, I, I always say that health is like fashion it's, you're never gonna run out of people who want to be healthier or want mm -hmm. to be better or who are looking for a way to improve themselves or look good like fashion listen look good <laughs> look good feel good right and yeah like it's one of those things where I, you only have one body and this is all you right. got so why not figure out the best way to actually maintain it for that lifespan that you have so that's, that's true. my that's true so before when you're an athlete were you interested in the science part at all, or when did that come about? What did that come after the injury? Uh, like, I did take courses. Like, my undergrad's in kinesiology, so I was obviously mm -hmm. in the field of it, but uh, the understanding of it to the depth that I think I have now was not there because I was just playing basketball, and I love to play basketball, and I was good at it. So once the injury happened, it was more so of, like, trying to understand what had happened to me because I lost all sense of identity because I was not an athlete anymore, mm -hmm. right? So then it's like, okay, so how do I get myself back to what I know, right? right? And in trying to do that, I found different paths and different ways for me to understand and different things that I liked, which then took me on a whole different path. Right. right. Do you think that if basketball would have worked out, you would have, did the sciences get the two masters and the, and the minors and things like that? Nah, I, I always tell you that it's a, it's a factor of probability how things work <laughs> out. Um, but I can look back and say that probably not. I think I would be more so focused on the sport and the skill of things, mm -hmm. not the science behind it and how things actually, not the how things work. Right. Yeah, so I think that's where I am now. And it's, it's quite fascinating when I look at where I've, where it's led me. Right. So right. Cool. I mean, it led you to a good, it led you to me. That sounds strange, but you know, <laughs> hey, we got some, got some R and B nineties R and B in the background here. It's just like, boys that was, to men. That was strange, you know, I mean, I'm thinking that if you don't do that path, then I probably never meet you. No, probably right? not. And then we don't do this podcast and you, I don't feel like death. Ever to we train each time, yep. you know what I'm saying? Which, in hindsight, maybe like 
might not be a bad thing if you think about it. In some alternate universe, I've never met you. In some alternate you. universe. And hopefully in that universe, I'm like already fit anyway, <laughs> you know, so like I don't even have to worry about Listen, that. Listen, in the alternate universe, you're training me. So there you go. Hey, that would be crazy. Yo, I could be your coach of your basketball team there or something. There you go. That's no. it. Or I write a film about you or something like that. I mean, I, I, mean, I could do that in this universe, yeah. but like, you know, but whatever. Yeah, no, I think it's just an, it's an interesting premise whenever people look at like what could have been. So right. I try not to do that because you're not a what if person. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. To. I feel like we spend too much time as humans on it. We're I like, mean, what if I, I just look at time yeah. relatively and it only goes in one direction. Yeah. So the more time I spend now thinking about time back then, I'm not getting either That's of fair. those back. You're so. not, you, you're losing energy. You're, you're losing, losing both time and you're losing the ability to do yeah. something else. So, you know, fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about some fitness stuff. All right, let's do it. I've got some fitness questions for you. In no particular order do I ever write these questions. So, first thing for you, detoxes. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to go through controversial questions first. <laughs> actually, I read this. I actually just read this on the way up here. And I was just like, this guy's really trying to get me <laughs> say some off-the-cuff shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to say, like, because I Honestly, know. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. The body already does a good job of detoxing. This is why you have two kidneys and a liver. Mm-hmm. So anything commercially that has to say the word detox, it's not something that I would put much stock into. Grand, Yeah, I wouldn't put much stock into. I wouldn't put much thought into it because yeah. if your body was already not detoxing, you'd be in a lot more trouble than right. a, a tea could fix. Do you believe in this idea that people have that you should give your body a break from having to break down foods and and <laughs> and i've heard this i've heard this you know people say and i don't know if you've heard this before it's like you need to give your esophagus or your stomach a break from i probably said that word wrong but you know whatever from like from eating from having to digest food i don't know i've heard people say crazy stuff like you know you need liquids to give your body a break from like all of the Listen, some some foods are harder to break down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a steak is harder to break down than juice, right? right? Um, but that comes down to the combination of what makes up that food. Is it a simple or complex carb? Is it an amino acid? And how long is that amino acid chain when it comes to the protein? Mm-hmm. Uh when it comes to fat is how long is the triglyceride that goes into it, right? right. And we can get more complicated than that, but everything just takes time. Right. So at the end of the day, you still need the energy. You still need the amount of calories. You still need the macro and micronutrients. So to say, give your body a break, I, unless you're doing it some other way, I, I don't subscribe to that because then what mm-hmm. are you going to do? Not eat? Right. I uh, did a juice detox once. And how did that work out for you? It was horrible. I had headaches. I, I, it was, I was starving. Yes. All the time. And juice is, okay, think about it this way. And I've I've had this gripe for a long time and I'm probably have told you this story. Uh, I did a, did a panel once where it was Mm -hmm. like health and wellness people and they try to bring different health and wellness people from different perspectives together. From right. Some from the science, some from the holistic, some from right. even the spiritual, um, oh, nutritional. A, spiritual, don't you? I didn't know. There's that. a lot of things. I learned something <laughs> <a> today. <laughs> and so 
one of the other people on the panel were talking about celery juice, and mm. I, I bite my tongue for a lot of things because mm. you know what, to each their own, right? Right. But when you're supposed to be on a panel as an expert, quote unquote, and I'm doing the quotation marks right now because <laughs> I don't think I'm not an expert. I have certain particularities and understanding in my field, but do I know everything? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But when you're supposed to be the informant and you have a group of people who are looking to you for information, I don't think it's right to be giving people information that's based off of your own personal mm. belief and not something that's actually tried and tested. Mm-hmm. So the whole premise was do a celery juice cleanse and you can like help your body do X, Y, and Z. And I go, okay, I'm going to stop this right now because mm. celery is made up of 95% water, mm-hmm. just legitimately water. The other 5% is the stock and fibers that make up the crunchy bits of celery. Right. So if you put that through a juicer and you get rid of the crunchy bits, you're drinking 100% dirty water. (laughs) So the celery juice cake, man, is just, it's just. One of my buddies, a farmer and like, he was laughing because he went like, yeah, there's a farmer down the street from me who used to grow celery and we used to laugh at him all the time because it was like 99 cents a stock. Now celery is $5 a wow. stock. Wow. So celery one is a market thing. It's a marketing thing. It's wow. all business part of things. Oh, so if this does something, then we can hike up the price. It's like That's true. if somebody, if people, if there's a demand for it and we yeah. have the supply, we can charge whatever you there's want. There's not even any evidence. there. Uh, from what I understand, and I didn't fact check this, I will do that after, um, there has not been research to support that celery juice helps with whatever people are saying. Okay, is, so. Again, it's not juice. And this is my point. <laughs> it's dirty water. It's dirty water. <laughs> if something is made up of 95% water and the other 5% is the actual structure of the thing and you remove the structure, you have 100% water. Water. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, I've never thought about doing it before. But I have done, like I said, juice detoxes. I did it with my ex-girlfriend. She grew, she grew a rash. <laughs> It was like, and then as people were like, yeah, it's getting the toxins out of your body. I was like, huh? I ain't had no rash before. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that's the case, you know? No. And I think juices juices are simple sugar. And we'll get into this. Simple sugars are very, they're quick to be um, dissolved in the body and through the bloodstream. So they give you energy quickly, but they can't be sustained. Right, Right, right. What I knew was when I was talking to my dietitian, right? And then I was telling him about you. I was like, oh, my trainer is this, this, that, and the other, right? And he's telling me this. And he'd be like, okay, this sounds like you got a really good trainer. And then I would tell you about the dietitian. You'd be like, oh, this is making sense. You know what I mean? So when I put those two together, I was like, okay, this is information that is, is, um, is valid, it's actual good stuff where I'm having two, and these are two professionals, right? You're a professional in your field. He's a professional. He's a nutritionist, right? If the information is aligning up with people who do completely two different things, right, but still in the field of yeah, health and fitness. Multiple sources, yeah. Then it, it makes sense that that's how that would work out. I mean, it's, it's a weird complex because once you understand, it seems difficult at first. It's right. like, oh, what do I eat? Like, why would I eat this? What's better than this? But once you understand the comp- how it works, it's not as complex as it seems. Right. It's quite simple after a while. Right. All right. Like it's, and I know it's mundane, but simply put, it's energy in and energy, energy out. out. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if you're 
expending more energy than you are consuming, right, you will lose. Right. Right. And if you're putting in more energy than you're expending, you will gain. Right. 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 And uh, that will go back to like the different diets out there and everything. At the end of the day, you're doing a lot of this. The underlying factors are the same thing. Caloric intake is lower, didn't and this is like this not nothing I'm saying here is revolutionary in any way, right. shape, or form. I think it com- then it just comes back to convenience, right? Right. Because like now we have to talk about the macros and the micros and what your body will actually use to repair muscle, to build muscle, to right. to structure or function, right? Like there's those are the minute details, but then those things you need specific things, right? And those things. You need them consistently. Right. And it's much easier to Uber Eats or to just not eat good things. But again, even if you do that, it's not even about that. It's about the quantity of those things at that point in time. Because it's a number at the end of the day, which a lot of people don't like. And I understand that. But that's the baseline of it. Right. So let's just get, because we talked about sugar and I'm like, we might as well just get into it now. You hear a lot of things about sugar. You know what I mean? It's terrible for you. It's horrible. It's the worst thing you can ever um, have in your body. Let's talk about some of the misconceptions about sugar. Is How bad is sugar? I mean, it, that depends on what you mean by that. Like, <laughs> From what I understand, it's not sugar that's necessarily bad. It's the quantity, as you just discussed, in which we take it in. It's the quantity, and it's, it's a type of sugar. So okay. let, let's put it this way. You have... Um, all sugars are saccharides. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a monosaccharide, which means one. Disaccharide means two sugars that are bonded together. And you have a polysaccharide, which is multiple. Right. Right. The more sugars you have bonded together, the molecules of sugar, the longer it takes. Energy is only released when you break the bonds between different molecules. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you only have one, then that gives you instant Energy, so like juices and stuff like that. Liquid, right. not bonded together. Mm-hmm. Boom, instant energy, right? If you have two molecules, once you break that bond, that takes a little longer than the single, but you get energy quicker than that. And then depends on how complex the bonds are, how many bonds they are, it just takes time to break those down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all sugars are. Everything is sugar. A carb is a sugar. Everything is sugar. And carbs are sugars, right? Okay, protein? No, those are amino acids. Oh, oh okay, right? okay. Um, but again, it all comes back because like we run on sugar. Okay. It's like plants run on th- photosynthesis. They right. create sugar. We're doing the same thing. We're taking these foods and we're breaking them down into the usable parts of them, which for the majority of the time is sugar. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is why when people say that, the, the problem is we've gotten to a place where processed sugar mm-hmm. is the issue now mm. because now you just get sugar in readily available doses that are way too high and it's so easy and our brain has what is called a dose response curve Mm -hmm. right so dopamine is released within the brain and dopamine is your feel-good hormone right right hence why they call cocaine dope Mm, right okay Um, i just learned something i did not know that so but the problem is after a while if you do the same amount let's say right your body's like, mm, we need more mm-hmm. to get that same feeling that we got from that right. first dose that we got, right? right? And then we need more and we need more and we need more and we need more, right? And that's for a lot of things. 
Sugar is the only thing that we know to date that doesn't have that dose response curve. So you feel the same. You just feel the same. You just like sugar, man. You just want that. You want it over and you want it over and you want it over and you want it over. Which makes it highly addictive. Exactly. Mm. Right. Companies know that. So what are you going to put in your food? Sugar. Sugar. Mm. Right. And therefore you think you're eating like bread has sugar in there. Right. Right. You think you're eating something that's low in sugar, which, yeah, sure, it's lower than what it used to be, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But you're still eating a lot of sugar and a lot of processed sugar. Right. So is it deceiving when you buy a product to a degree and it tells you how much sugar is in it? No, I don't think that's deceiving. It's just how they're going to break it down. Right. It's all marketing. Mm. Right. So then you have to look at, oh, for like chips are my favorite. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, oh. For seven chips, you will get this much. And that's low sugar, low salt, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Mm-hmm. Who in the world eats seven chips? <laughs> Ain't nobody. Like, you eat no. half a bag and then the I mean, full, the eat the bag. full bag, right? So then you're First of seeing. all, for me, multiple bags. It ain't just one. <laughs> <laughs> this is our problem. This is what we got to work on. But at the end of the I day. I mean, sorry. I did not just tell my trainer that. It's okay. Way. It's fine. <laughs> I'm used to this. I'm used to, me and your nutritionists have to have a talk. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing. It's just we eat a lot more. And <laughs> the issue is parts of it is that we're eating a lot more. And then we do the inverse when we want to diet and we eat so much less. Mm. Right. And the issue with that is the body does the same thing when you eat less. So let's say you don't want to eat that many carbs or you don't you want to eat under your caloric need, mm-hmm. right? Your basal metabolic rate. What the body does, it will store fat because fat has the highest amount of energy, mm-hmm. right? So the body's like, well, you ain't going to eat, so I'm going to store fat because I don't know when I'm going to get food again. Right. So I'm just going to keep this fat here mm-hmm. in case I need it. Mm-hmm. So you never actually get rid of the fat if you're eating significantly less. Right. Uh, I see what you're saying. Right. So that takes me into my next question. How do you feel about fasting? It depends on the goal. Do you think, I, I know some people are like, oh, fast 12 hours, stuff like that. I know for you, for, for us, you know, for our plan, it's always have breakfast. You know what I mean? Um, but there are some people that are like, okay, skip breakfast. Like, where do you fall, fall on the whole idea of are you... Like, overall, do you prefer if your clients don't fast or is it all about whatever their goals or whatever their body is able to, to handle? Um, again, so I will always say that it comes down to the end result that you're trying, the result you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. But I will put it in this perspective, especially when it comes to breakfast. Let's say you go to bed at around midnight, right? right? Eating dinner maybe around 8, 9, right. right? Let's call it 9. So from 9 to 12, you're still awake and you haven't fallen asleep and you're still doing stuff, right? So mm-hmm. your body's burning energy just to do that. Three hours. Let's say you sleep till 8, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As much as you're sleeping and you're not conscious, your heart still beats. You still right. move in your sleep. You're... Lungs are still moving. Your brain activity is actually increased during sleep than it is during the day. All of that takes energy. So now you haven't eaten for 11 hours. Mm, okay. And then you get up, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to fast for another six hours. You've now gone 17 hours without giving your body anything. Mm, right? Mm-hmm. And we look at this from the construct of like, oh, like I'm not getting, I'm not 
taking in fats or I'm not taking a, but your brain still needs stuff to function. So people mm. find that they have brain fog or they find that they're lethargic and they can't think straight. Yeah, you haven't given your brain any energy. So therefore, yeah, you can't do the things that you normally do. So I always encourage breakfast because even if you slept for eight hours, the minimum or f three hours, four hours, you still haven't eaten in that time. Yeah. So I noticed from just when we've been working together, you've probably noticed this too. Last year when we were training together, I would eat right before you. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm dizzy or I can't finish. Or, you know, like I thought it was good. And we also learned this recently when we did that morning workout where I was about to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mornings are saying your thing. No, it's not my thing. I was like, oh, I'm about to pass out, you know. But I noticed, and I, you probably noticed this too, like I said earlier, that when I've eaten breakfast and then I've had another meal, the workouts, and although difficult, yeah. although I don't enjoy doing them. You never like them. I never am going to like them. That's fair. <laughs> I can do them better if it makes sense. Like, I feel like I'm, I accomplish them well, better. Think about it this way. You put food in your system. Your body has time to process it. Mm -hmm. So wherever that energy is stored, right, it's stored and ready to go in the form that it is usable by you mm -hmm. when you need to do activity, mm -hmm. right? So that's maybe breakfast and maybe at a later lunch or whatever. You begin up at like 11 anyway, so your breakfast <laughs> is basically lunch. <laughs> like lunch. Yeah. But your body has taken in the raw product of whatever food that you've given it. It's mm -hmm. transformed it into the usable bits. Maybe it's sugars, mm -hmm. maybe it's amino acids that it can actually use. So it's ready to go, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you eat right before and then you come to work out, your body hasn't done any of that. So your right. body's relying on either stores right. that it has. And if it doesn't, it's breaking down things right. like muscle so that it can use that right away because it's easier right. to break down those things than to go through like a steak or like 100%. or some fat at that point that you just ingested because it has to go through your stomach, then it through to your mm. intestines, and then it has to go through the large and small, and it has to go through all these processes right. just to get ready and usable. Mm. So do you think that if you need to work out right before, like if you have an hour of time and you need to eat something, is that should you have something that has sugars? Yeah, you like, shouldn't be. It would be more on the simple sugar side of right. things, so like that your juice or something, like or juice or like, and again, like protein bar. This is where protein comes in in mm -hmm. terms. Protein is not, and this is where I'll say the energy. What protein does? It's a rebuilding process. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have two types of protein. You have functional and structural protein. Structural mm -hmm. protein makes up your tissues, it makes up your hair, your nails, your skin, like the structure of the body, bones. That's mm -hmm. what structural proteins do. Mm -hmm. Functional proteins are enzymatic functions. So like hormone functions, that kind of stuff, the things that actually process things in your mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. So you have those two types of protein, right? That's what they're supposed to do. Like if after a workout, when you've beaten up the muscle, right, mm -hmm. and you've torn it a little bit, micro-tearing as they called, or your proteins go in, your amino acids go in to rebuild those muscles, mm -hmm. right? You have 21 amino acids, seven of them. Your body makes the other 14 you need to get through food, which mm -hmm. is why it's important to get your micronutrients. Um, so then at the end of the day, when you're done working out, those when you have those amino acids floating around, they then organize themselves into the protein that would make up muscle. Mm. And then they go in and they patch up 
those tears and muscle and therefore like a scar if you ever seen the skin grow right. over a scar the scar gets bigger and therefore mm. your muscles get bigger mm, okay okay that's what i'm working on that's the goal is more <laughs> amino acids in and muscle broken <laughs> <laughs> like and people look at this and people go oh like i, w- I worked out today right perfect great you've done the the breaking down part of it mm-hmm. but you don't sleep well you don't have the micronutrients that you have so you're not giving your, your body's continually moving because you're not sleeping so right. therefore there's no time to repair right and if there's not the building blocks to repair it your body's not going to take some bone and slap it on a muscle like if the protein is made for bone it's made for bone mm, i see right? i see and this is why you want to have all the amino acids in your body so then your body can be like, oh, we need muscle. So let's go take a lysine, a valine, and isolysine, put those together, and boom, build a muscle. Right. Right, or part of a muscle, right. I should say. So if you're looking to lose weight, first of all, is there a such thing as being able to lose weight fast? Define fast. I want to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Good luck. No. I mean, you would have to go through some extremes to do that, um, and I don't recommend it for longevity at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen wrestlers lose significant amount of weight in a short period of time when they're getting ready for competition. Uh, boxers do it as well, but again, these people are professional Extreme athletes. Professional athletes, yeah. With a team behind them to make sure that right. they're not dipping in and out of what is supposed to be healthy, right? right? For the regular person, I'd say, like, define your goal. You can probably lose about a pound, pound and a half in a week Mm -hmm. if you do it right and if there's sustained effort and programming. Mm -hmm. So now if you're trying to lose, like, 10 pounds, that might take you 10 weeks, so a pound a week is usually right. Standard. Like yeah, like that's that's and that's a like, there's more ways to do the math, and I could do the math, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like that's that's an average. Okay, so what what's the if you're looking to lose weight to to use a prop pop reference that I just thought of? What's the best way to you know Will Smith it and slap the uh, weight off? <laughs> everyone's gonna play this out till the death. Day, I had to get that in there. Uh, I don't know why. I had to get that in there. <laughs> I want to slap the weight off. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's how it works. Slap it off the stage. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Listen, let me, let me, <laughs> if you're looking to lose weight, what's the best way to do so? To be at a deficit, and it has to be at a, a deficit that's sustainable mm-hmm. within your lifestyle, right? Because, like, Think if you and that is so you have a basal be- metabolic rate, right? All right, so that is if you lay there and watch Netflix all day today, you will mm-hmm. burn a specific amount of calories that you just need to be right alive for your body to work, right? Right. Anything you do above that, above and beyond, you get up, you walk around, even standing up against gravity, right? It's burning calories. You are doing extra work. Really. Right. Gravity is a force. and I, So what's the math on that? How much calories can you burn standing up? I need to know. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that significant. Oh, it's not that significant? It's not that significant. Okay, well, never no, mind. It's not going to change your life. still need to walk. Yeah, you still need to move, okay. yes. Um, Damn. But even like... I stand up for 24 hours if you could. Right? So like, 
you you think about it this way, like you standing up, right? If you're laying down, right, you're horizontal. So gravity is acting straight down upon every segment of your body from your head to your toe, mm-hmm. going straight down. Mm-hmm. So that's dispersed over your body, mm-hmm. right? If you stand up now and you flip that horizontally, gravity is going through one point, through your head, straight down. So all that force is magnified from you laying down to you going mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. right? So that's more work. So what's what about when you're sitting down? Is the work not... Is it's, it's just in between laying down and standing oh, up. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> right? okay. Because you're still like now, like even think about when you sit down, what tends to happen? Your shoulders tend to go forward and you mm. start to hunch forward, right? That's legitimately gravity just acting on you to push you down. Gravity has one job, to push you into the ground, mm, right? Okay. So to fight gravity, you have to do work to bring your shoulders back, to get your chest up, to sit mm. up straight. That's work, right? Okay. So you just, ex- this is an easier state than this. I'm working on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and just puts the chair down. Yep. Cl- <laughs> the closer to the ground you are, the less work. <laughs> so, okay. That's why tall people got it bad. I'm 6'3", man. I got this rough out here. Tall got people got it bad. <laughs> my ass, yo. I knew that'd get you going. Tall people, you know what? Uh, I yo, don't want to say I got to try to tie my shoes. You know how hard it is to tie my shoes, man? I don't feel bad for you. Like, if I drop something, it's gone. It's dead to me, man. You I know, ain't going down to get it. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I I hate I want to feel sympathy for you, but you know what? You know a five second rule, man. Like if something falls, food falls. I'm not. There's no five <laughs> second rule because by the time it gets down there, it's five seconds. By the time I get down there, yeah. Well, man, you can move fast. You got. Nah, you man. know what I mean. You can move faster. You can move. Speed of light over here, man. Nah, nah. Come so on. So I man. don't. I don't actually. Yeah, you don't like being. Don't say no. No, I love being tall. I was gonna say. (laughs) I was gonna say. I would feel a little bit bad for you if you didn't like being tall. I like being tall. You know, if society just values it, so it works in my benefit. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make any difference. (laughs) I have no. Well, really, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into that. We can get into it if you want. I, I don't have. I don't have. I have a list of questions here that are important for me to cover. The producers have told me I need to cover these questions. He's the producer. Everyone listening, he is the producer. So somebody wrote these questions for me. The producer, he wrote, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's the director, screenplay, audio, <laughs> staging, lighting. Yeah. Well, I need to do better with the lighting. Yeah. I just got this. It's mean, not on video, so we fine. <laughs> All right. So with the weight loss, can you gain muscle and lose weight at the same time? You can, but that's not the efficient thing to do. So when you when you work out, right? A lot of, and you hear a lot of different people say different things, right? What you've said to me, if you want to lose weight, if you want to lose fat specifically, mm-hmm. steady state cardio, mm-hmm. right? So other people say, well, you also need to do weightlifting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Weightlifting actually is better for losing weight than steady state cardio. You know, what's your stance on, I guess, because you're all about efficiency, I am very much about efficiency, yes. So what's the most efficient way to lose weight? Is it... So we're talking about the goal is to lose weight. The goal is to right? lose weight. The end goal is to lose weight. But be toned. Yeah, stop that. See, see, now this, I'm this, talking about my own Yeah, my own I know what right you're talking about, but hear, let me, hear, me, hear me out. This is the nonsense that I... I and when I say nonsense, please forgive me. I, I, I don't... I'm not trying to be critical of anybody's stance on things. Mm-hmm. Logically speaking here... When we look back at those three energy sources, because that's what we have to f- focus on, right? You're putting energy in, and mm-hmm. you're either putting in carbs, 
you're putting in protein or you're putting in fats. Right. Okay. Fats is your main energy source and fats are complex. You have a triglyceride, mm-hmm. right? With three chains of fats just going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your body can store a certain amount of carbs, right? And once you exceed that, then your body goes, you know what? We're going to take those carbs and we're going to change them around, molecularly speaking, mm-hmm. into fats. Because mm-hmm. you can store fat pretty much indefinitely until it starts affecting your vital organs. And then really? that's when you get into trouble. Mm. Right? It's when there's no more room for your heart to function or your lungs get the pressure of this. And then again, now we factor in gravity and gravity is pushing on. The right. more weight right. gravity is pushing on Einstein's theories of relativity. Right. Okay. Um so to lose weight, to your question, you need to do something because it takes more time to break down fat. So you need to do something for as long as a period as you can above an elevated heart rate, above a resting state, right? Mm, which is above, uh, I would say, 100 or something like no, that? No, no, it depends on the person. Depends so again, person. if you look at your resting heart rate and your max heart rate, there are heart rate training zones in between those mm-hmm. where you can do something there's the fat burning zone, you see these things on treadmills and whatnot. These are just, again, averages and estimates, but they're a good starting point because you're like, okay, how long can I run for? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I sprint and I just go for it, right? I could probably sprint for, I don't know, a couple seconds, Mm -hmm. top speed. Mm -hmm. But if I jog, I can jog further, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now I sprint. Printed and in that first little bit, the burst of energy was huge, mm-hmm. but now I got to walk and catch my breath. Right. All right. So now, A, going back to what we talked about with the complexity of the molecules to get energy, in that sprint, your body just used carbs because carbs are easier to break down. Mm, All okay. right. To get that energy to do that thing that you just did, carbs. But now, if I'm running over a period of time and I'm jogging, I'm jogging for... 20, 30, 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Not only is the amount of energy that I have burned greater than that sprint because I have done this over a course of a longer period of time, but the body goes, okay, we don't have to use carbs right now because right. we don't need this energy right away. We need this energy over this period of time. So let's go to that fat reserve and let's chisel away at that triglyceride, mm. right? To get not only will you get more energy from that triglyceride because fat store more energy, mm-hmm. but you'll get rid of the fat that you don't want. Can you burn fat and not lose weight? Well, again, weight is an arbitrary thing. I, I don't really like the construct of weight because if I... Mass, I guess you can say. Mass is the correct term. I should... I know that. I just said yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> All right. Because, like, weight is arbitrary to... The gravity's gravity your body. Right. So if right. I'm on top of a mountain, I will weigh less. Right, right. right? Um, but mass is the entirety of what you are, the volume of what you are, mm-hmm. right? But again, that is, we measure weight on a scale. So we don't right. actually know the full mass of it because if you have more muscle, you will still weigh more than, than if you, muscle weighs more than fat. So even if I have more muscle, I will still, I'm, the scale might not budge, but I've lost fat, Right. The volume of me remains mm. the same, but the composition of that volume is mm. a different structure. So that's why the scale can be a bit deceiving if you're doing work, working out is because it might not change, 
but that doesn't mean your body hasn't made exactly. some type of physical change. The it composition has changed, and you might have less fat, but you might have more. You might have muscle now, which weighs more than fat. So therefore, mm-hmm. the number stays the same, and it's an arbitrary thing. Okay, learn something new. Now, if you're looking to gain weight, muscle, I'm guessing it's just surplus. the opposite. It's right? a surplus. surplus. Um, and then, if you're looking to gain muscle, the construct of this is to put in protein because, again, like I said earlier. Protein, when the right amino acids come together, you get the structural proteins that come together to make up muscle. Okay. Right? And your body needs that if it's going to create muscle. Okay. But on top of that, you still need a balanced diet. And I say this because I think people in the Western cultures, at least, Mm -hmm. are like, oh, carbs are bad then because we don't want carbs. But that's where you need to balance that so you have carbs that you need for energy right right but then you also have enough protein that you can build the muscle structure okay all right and um i'm gonna do this because it's just fun for me a you need to eat some form of protein that gives you things that you can't find in plants (laughs) (laughs) and if you can't find it in plants which there are trace amounts of plants you're gonna have to eat a lot (laughs) And people always make this argument where they're like, well, look at an elephant or look at a cow and look how big they are. And I'm like, yes, because they spend 22 hours out of a day eating. Fair enough. So can you supplement it, though? You can. The, yeah. the um, protein to have those amino acids you need to build muscle? Yeah, you can definitely supplement But they're it. not always never going to be as good or as more. Or it as doesn't matter. And this is, oh, it, it doesn't matter. It, and to me, and this is where I'm going to say, like, Obviously, whole foods are better. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, that's not a dispute here. But if you can't get whole foods because you are a certain um, dietary dietary restrictions or way of life, that, that's totally fine. Then supplements are then your best choice after that. Right. So get that rather than not yeah. getting it at all. Okay. So um, superfoods, real thing or a marketing ploy? I mean, define super. You know, that's a great question. I never think about that when I hear it. But I I hear, these are superfoods that help you burn fat, spinach, and this and that. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm buying all of that shit so I can go bad in my refrigerator. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, factual. Again, when you talk about the term super, perhaps one food has a higher content of a specific micronutrient in there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that, to that regard, if that's what you need... It's super, right? But at the end of the day, if another food has a different one, like that, that that's a difference between like chicken is a superfood. Chicken has the right. highest protein content really? in terms of like anything else. Like there's higher other foods. Yeah, way higher than beef. I've, what about fish? Chicken's still higher than fish. Really? Yeah. Damn. Th- there are some. And, and this is for like every listen, 100 grams of chicken? Yeah. And again, like um, everyone listen to this, please like. Chicken, I pretty much just eat chicken, beef, and fish, and egg, a lot of eggs. I know. All I right. eat a lot. Of, you know what? Since we've been training, yeah, I go through eggs. Yep. Eggs like, are great. I've been wondering if I should just buy the big, <laughs> the big. <laughs> if you're going to use them, go for pack. it. But my, my point before I lose train of my thought here is I'm sure that there's some wild game out there which has mm. some like exceeding amounts of protein in there. I, I don't. That's not in my diet regularly. Right. All right. So if somebody knows that like emu is like per hundred grams is like 
40 grams, 50 grams of protein, like, please, by all means. Right. Right. right? But out of the three main ones, chicken. So, um, so superfoods, to your yeah, point. Yeah, superfoods. Not a real thing. I don't, when I say that, I said it's all in perspective, right? Fair enough. So, like, it's like people, right? Yeah. Everyone has a specific skill set that they're better at. So, therefore, if you're looking for that thing, then that person's like, right. again, back to the tall and short of it all. Right. Right. Oh. If you legitimately like, hey, I need somebody to reach that shelf between me and you, I'm the superfood. Fair. But right? then I can buy my but if, ladder right, and, no. and just. <laughs> but if you're just like, first one touch the ground wins, you're the superfood. <laughs> Interesting. That's, that's good. That is interesting way to put it. The perspective is good there. Okay, I got you. So, um, carbs. Where does this hate for carbs come from? It's marketing, media, Western ideology. I really, people really, including myself, really be like, oh no, don't have carbs. So there's the green belt, which is um, European. Um, Sardinia has the largest amount of sin. Centenarians, I hope I said that right. Um, mm. People who live to a hundred, right? All right. Um, centurions. Yeah, is centurions. Let's just go with that one. <laughs> uh, people who live to a hundred, and their Mediterranean diet is a whole lot of carbs and a whole lot of oils, which are fats. Right, mm. and there's protein in there, but it's majorly. It's like fish. Fish, and but there's a lot of pastas in there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of olive oil. There's a lot of bread in there. Right. Okay. So. Again, what's the goal? Is the goal to live longer or is the goal to look a certain way? Because that look thing fades after like maybe 50, 60 for sure. Yeah, but we got to get it now, man. We're in our 30s. Right? Okay. (laughs) So my point is there's no carbs are just energy. Right. Right. Energy in, energy out. And when you realize that carbs break down faster and you need them for that quick energy, then there shouldn't be a hate for it. The hate comes from the body image of Western ideology where we're just like, Oh, by the way, you need to eat less carbs or you're going to be fat. Or in order to get the physical shape you want, you can't have carbs. Yeah. That's like what? Like, okay. Like, you know, good bread is man. Like I've been looking at people. I'm like, avocado toast is like probably like one of my favorite things of all time. I eat that with breakfast for breakfast a lot. You know, speaking about carbs, what's the difference between a complex and a simple carb? Again, it's just the amount of bonds between the carbs. Like, it's the connecting pieces. So what basically. are some examples of, like... Simple carbs, juice, complex carbs, starches, like potatoes. And from what I understand, if you wa- are looking to lose weight, you want to eat more complex carbs because they keep you full longer? Yes. Yeah, so that's another thing. So people go, like, oh, well, I'll just do the simple carbs then. Or, like... And I'm like, no, because you want that uh, satiation is the construct, right. right? You want to feel full for longer... So that your body expends more energy without having to input more energy, right? So if you're hungry all the time, mm-hmm. right, you're going to eat all the time. That's true. I'm always hungry. Right? I think it has to do, I think. But there's a difference. So this is what I'm going to caveat here. Mm-hmm. If you are expending energy, right? So let's say you expended, let's just make this simple, 100 kilocals, right? You expended that, right? Cool. If you then take in 90 kilocals, you're at a 10% deficit, or, right. right? 10 kilocal, 10 kilocal de- deficit. deficit. Still 10%, but yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> deficit. So therefore, you're going to lose weight. Right. Right. But again, if you're now like eating 
10 and then a 5 there and then a 3 here. And then those things add up over time because you're eating more because you're not full. Mm. Right? So then you're going to be like, oh, I'm hungry, so therefore I'm going to eat. Right? Or you're going to do the bad thing, which is like, I'm hungry, but I shouldn't eat. So therefore, and this is where tracking comes in. And I know people have this huge thing about tracking and like you shouldn't do it because you get addicted to it and then it's not good for your mental state. Yeah, I don't do it at all. That's fair. But there is something to understanding what's happening. I'm not right. saying write everything that you do down because that that's a lot, and especially mm-hmm. with busy people. But understanding, like I've been doing this so long that I know that there's seven grams of protein in an egg. Right, like six to seven. So I'm like, okay, that's my math and my internal math. But for everybody who's out there, just it's just a basic understanding, so you know that. I, it's weird because I don't even look at food as food anymore. I see food as numbers at this point in time in my life. So man, that, that I, man. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, and I'm being honest, to me that's. But a you benefit. do like delicious food. Though. Oh, I, I eat. You've seen you've seen yeah. my Instagram. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I will make all the food because I know that this is what's in that. Okay. Right. Okay. I know that this is worth this many to me. So, so you're not like that one guy. That'd be like, you ain't eating food for taste. No, no, that's stupid. <laughs> like, I, I, Honestly, food is one of the most beautiful things that human Absolutely. being, like once we invented fire and then we realized that you can put shit on fire and it makes it, makes it, it different, better. Yeah. <laughs> like that's probably like, I love the wheel and I love Einstein, but that's probably. That, that's brilliant. I love whoever figured that out. I'm pretty sure it was black people, but you know what? (laughs) I'm not going down that route. But yeah, no, I think food is supposed to be enjoyed, right? But I think we have this bad relationship with food Mm -hmm. where we're either afraid of it to the point where we're just like, oh, no, I can't have this because this is something that's going to... Like you having one cookie is not going to change what's happening on a ginormous scale in your body, right? You having 25 cookies... Oh, but six are okay, though. Because you know that right. time I had those six cookies, mm-hmm. I had no choice. I had no choice. You know what the the <laughs> somebody <laughs> propped his mouth over you know and shoved so down his throat. You know what's so funny about, and we always enjoy training. I hate the training, but you. <laughs> I have a great time watching you suffer. <laughs> I do. Um, I don't lie about the stuff I eat. Like No, no, the, no. Listen, because here's what my deal is. I'm not your nutritionist. <laughs> I don't even want to tell either of you guys. I'm not your nutritionist. Yeah, I'm talking about, look, like, I remember I had one donut. It was the first donut I had, and you were like, be careful of donut intakes. I was like, I had one donut, man. It was I said, delicious. I said, be careful, because I know one doesn't stop at one. No, I only bought one, though. Mm-hmm. I Once I leave the store, that's it. Have you ever had a Whole Foods donut? No, I don't eat donuts. You don't eat? You just said food? Man, never mind. I'm going to go to my next question. You're like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I mean, I take a steak over a donut any day of my life. What? So you're not a sweets person? No, I'm more salty, savory. I'm more salt, savory too, but like every now and then. Yeah, like every now and then, yeah, but like every now and then is dope. <laughs> it's not a donut <laughs> for me though. What is it for you? I don't know, like cookie. Cookies? Yeah, but chocolate like, chip, macadamia nut. <laughs> see, I'm not even gonna say what I want. It's important to say. which day. I, you know, anytime we train, I need to give you a gift no. of of tranquility. Wow. <laughs> which is you know what it brings tranquility, peace. Is if you didn't do stupid shit like eat donuts and cookies, that 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 bring me inner peace. That'd be great. Um, so here's the thing that I hear a lot, and it's another misconception that I've learned from you. Is some people think that if you want to lose belly fat, 
you should do ab exercises. <laughs> like you want to do, I want to lose my stomach, so I'm gonna do ab exercises. Um, what should really people really be doing? Again, it's the same thing as the definitely You can't spot treat anything mm. on your body. Your body doesn't go like, oh, he wants to work abs today. Right? Your body doesn't think like, and that works for muscle, sure. Right, because you can strain a specific muscle. When it comes to fat, fat is subcutaneous under the skin, or you like fat's free forming, free floating. It can, mm-hmm. it's anywhere. You can hold more in certain places, mm-hmm. but the body doesn't differentiate. It's like the equivalency is like if you're lifting weight per se, your body doesn't care if it's a dumbbell or a barbell or whatever. Your body knows this is. And your body doesn't know, but you're holding 40 pounds. You can be holding 40 pounds of feathers Mm -hmm. and it's still 40 pounds. It doesn't really matter what it is. So when it comes to spot treatment, that's not a thing. Okay. You can't just pick and choose where you want to lose fat. Right. Unless your surgeon is very, very good and you have a (laughs) lot of money. (laughs) Then Kim Kardashian all the way, baby. So if you want to lose fat, though, like let's say, you know, some people have like they got a little pudge, you know, whatever. Right, you should be doing cardio, and not. You should be doing cardio, but it's also it's it's also on the nutrition of it all, right? Mm, and okay. that's a hard part because if you're inputting more, like if you're inputting fats again, right. <laughs> your body's now has to deal with the fat you already have and the inputted fat that you just put in again, right. right? And on top of that, the hardest little bit is always the hardest. But you do need good fats to burn you fat. Do, though. You need good fat to function. Your brain runs on. Your brain is legitimately fat. Okay. All right. So like your brain, think about it this way. I always try to give analogies <laughs> because sometimes science is not people's thing. Mm-hmm. So the last little bit of fat is always the hardest to lose. It's like when you have a Tim Hortons ice cap and you're trying to get that last little bit of ice cap down in the bottom, you <laughs> swirling that straw around. That's the, that's the hardest part to get. That's that mm. little bit of fat, right? Mm. On top of that, you need good fats because your brain functions on that. So neurons that fire to help us be cognizant, to help us be conscient, mm-hmm. they're coated in what's called the myelin sheath. And the myelin sheath is legitimately the fat that codes the neural pathway. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a wire and you see the little coating around it, the red, the blue, the green wire, mm-hmm. that coating is hiding the copper. The copper is what actually... Conducts the electricity, but the myelin sheath is that copper on top of it, and that's a fat. So now, if you don't have enough good fats, that thing starts to wear away, and that's where like neurons is electricity. So those things jump, Mm -hmm. right? So then they can jump and cause damage, and that's where it's it's been shown that people with dementia and Alzheimer's, and it's not a direct causation, but there is a correlation between the myelin sheath and dementia because if that starts to rub away, then mm-hmm. those neural pathways start to deteriorate. So what's a good fat? Like olive oil? Olive oil, avocado. like Butter, no? It depends, again, like butter, not so much um, just because of the fact that... Okay, the way I put it... Anything that's solid at room temperature, probably not a good thing. It's not so much solid, though, as it is. And I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're getting at. All right. Now that I think about it. And I don't, I have butter sometimes. Yeah, again, again, everything in moderation. And I know it's an old cliche, but like we as human beings are not very good at going 
in moderation. We're not good at it. We like extremes because extremes are where the fun is, where the drama right. is, right? right? Again, I've given you this example a million times, but everyone zero or one, right? Right. In between zero and one, there is infinity. Damn, I was going to use that on somebody. Now they heard you say it. <laughs> I was going to be smart as fuck saying right. that to somebody. Now you said it. Right. I might cut that out. You can go 0. <laughs> 0.0000000 and continue on forever. Mm-hmm. Until you decide to put a one, that is where you've measured. That is where you staked your claim. And then you can start counting from there. Mm-hmm. 0.00 whatever two and whatever three, four, five. And then you get up to one, which is the other extreme. Mm-hmm. We we like as human beings, our conceptions of things are very polarized. Mm-hmm. So you cook because you cook a lot of pasta. Yeah, right. Do you cook with olive oil mostly, avocado oil, or do you, do you use butter at all in your own? I use olive oil to like uh, my water is like olive oil and salt when I'm boiling the water, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it depends on what I'm making. If I'm making an Alfredo, there's definitely butter in there, right? right. But you don't uh, usually, like, from what I've seen, I don't feel like you do any, um, did you do an Alfredo? I do Alfredo all the time, man. Oh. <laughs> I just I just had, to, I just went on a binge where I realized that if you whisk an egg into your Alfredo sauce, that it makes it fluffier and just so much oh, better. Really? So I was just like, I was on that kick for a while. Okay. And That's like, what I'm cooking tonight. Mashed potatoes, I throw, I don't throw milk in there, I throw cream cheese. Do you use butter at all in, in mashed potatoes? Yeah, like on the top to like top it, but like I oh, put, not to make it not to no, make I put it. cream cheese in there. Why cream cheese though? So much better, Germanol cream cheese with your mashed potatoes. Trust me, I tried it. Oh, I didn't like the consistency as much as you use when I use because I use sour cream. Yeah, you can put sour cream too, but like yeah, yeah the fluffiness in there. Whew. My I like mine thick. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any children listening. There better not be no children listening. Okay. Parents. Um, (laughs) Parents, this is like Disney where they say one thing and mean something completely different. Take your kids off of this No, I mean, I like my, I I mean exactly what I say. Never mind. We're going to move on. Just like Claire Huxtable. (laughs) Anyways, the other thing I've heard, and this is when I was working out a lot. I mean, I am, but like when I was listening to people who weren't as, Informed as you were, right? And my dietitian, nutrition dietitian. Um, I've heard people say you should do cardio after you do weights. You'll burn more calories. Is this true? Does it even matter which which one you do first? <laughs> okay, so this one's this one's a little trickier when I when I thought about this question. And I will say one thing. I'm like, again, on the general scale of things. The body doesn't know what you were actually doing. The body's just like, oh, crap. Can we function Mm -hmm. to do this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the energy that is then dispersed by that function. Mm -hmm. There is, however, a concept of EPOC, which is exercise post-oxygen consumption. Mm -hmm. So that is when you do something high intensity at the end of your workout. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I never, ever want to do again. Yeah. You don't like it. But it's. But the. The. Basic premise of that is um, it's like a fire. So to get a fire started and keep a fire going, you have to give it oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. So once you're done your resistance training, then you go into a high-intensity interval training at the end. And then what that will do is that will give a burst of energy as you're doing it. But after you're done, 
you are needing to consume so much oxygen that your metabolism is benefiting from that because you're like feeding a fire with that mm. oxygen. So there is something in the literature that says that that can continue on post 24 hours. Right. Right. So there is enough substantial literature to say that this is a causation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still border on correlation, but I will use causation. So for me, the way my structure is, is the steady state at the beginning. Stepper is the best stair climber, I will say. And there's reasons for that. Then my resistance training and then a hit at the end if I am trying to cut. Okay. Well, that sounds exactly like my program. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because you're I trying to st- cut. I have not done any other forms of cardio except for Stairmaster. You skip. I oh, mean. true. True. But that's only when I'm training with you, though. Yeah. That's right. I, but when I'm by myself, I only do. Look, I'm very, like, focused. Like, I go in to the gym. I get on that Stairmaster, do my 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever. Then I'm out. That's impressive. I'm out. You know, it's terrible. I do change the intervals, though. That's fair. So I start slow. I gradually get up to 10. Now I'm at 11. Yeah. Now I go up to 11. Then I do that until I always hit the five minute. It's just in my brain for some reason. I hit the five minute intervals. And then I go back down to two. Give myself a minute, minute and a half to... um, let my heart rate go down a little bit, yep. and then I gradually go up each ten seconds another level until I'm at eleven again, and then I go until I hit that next five minute interval. Yeah, um, that's totally fine. So, and I do that for 45, 50 minutes, it's quite and then I try to finish off with twelve. You know, like when it goes, because the I don't know if it does this for you. I don't know if you actually ever program the. Once I hit my mark, it goes into cool down. You know, at this point, I'm like, I've done 45 minutes. <laughs> and then um, I'll go, okay, this is the last minute. I'm going to go to 12 and just do that for that last minute. Yeah, that's fine. You know. Because then that's kind of like your epoch at the end. Exactly, exactly. So, and I'm gradually going up. Listen, I'm, now that I think about it, I'm proud of myself because I was going, I gradually, every couple of weeks I go from, I think I started at 8 was the highest I could do. Yep. And then I went up to 9, 10, 11. Well, there's a term for that. It's progressive overload. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Yes. See, I'm doing it right. You, you're doing I had it to right. let everybody know you're proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I'm quite, listen, I know you don't want to do this, and exercise is something not inherently anyone wants to do. And when people say that they love it, I get that, because I get to a point where I do enjoy exercise, but again, there's benefits that come with it. And if you say you don't enjoy those, then you're just lying. Mm-hmm. Right? This is part of the reason. If I, I put it like this. If you didn't have to work out and could still have a six pack, a lot of people who work I'm out would not be, ever. yeah, people ever, would not ever, work ever, out. Ever. So at the end of the day, kudos to that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I know. I've been trying, because now you got my, you had me set up my Apple watch. Like I need to make sure you're doing it. Yeah, man. You I got to make sure I put on and my watch and it's just like Redmond has completed the workout. And I'm yeah. just like, boy. I'm in, I go hard. I'm last week. I missed the last few days. I took a few days off, which I feel like is okay to take yeah. a few days mm, off. But you, you gave me the full on sex excuse today. My head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. legitimate. That's legitimate. Sure. You yeah, know, sure. like it, if I felt like I might pass out, it'd be bad. Sure. You know what I mean? Not yeah. to say, I mean, Mind you, the f- last couple of sessions, I have I don't feel like I've done as well. And that's because 
I haven't been eating. I didn't eat those breakfasts. Like, and I'm like, I'm noticing the difference now. Nope. Yeah, so, I get back to your routine. I got to get back to it. How do you feel about the different diets out there like keto? You don't care. What Again. You, you can give the politically incorrect answer. No, no, I'm not. Listen, I'm here <laughs> to say what I'm going to say. And okay. if anybody were asked me, I would tell them the same thing. All of these things are just a derivative of either surplus or deficit. Mm. Right. But keto is very weird, though. Again. Keto, which is like Atkins, I guess, which originally was yeah. called. It's like very high fat, which is odd for a <laughs> diet plan. See, the, pro- the basis of this is they say that the body can go into keto- uh, ketosis, which is then right. they're just like your body will then run on fat is basically the premise. Right. It's very hard to do that, and it can't be done for a long time. It just cannot, mm. right? Because then the so moment you need... it's not a sustainable need, diet at It's all. not sustainable. And then the problem with sustainability is, I've always said this, if you fall off the horse, the best thing you can do is get up as quickly as you can. Because mm-hmm. the longer you stay there, the horse is not going to stop running. And therefore, mm-hmm. you have to go further to track down that horse, mm-hmm. right? So sustainability is a very big thing. And when it comes to people's lifestyles, that's even more important because people are busy. So people are not going to be like, oh, like, I'm going to do this exactly like this every single day. No, some days you just want to and depends on your environment, depends on the circumstances, depends on right. your bank account, depends on your mood. Right? Right, right. All these things will play a factor and you just go, you know what? Fuck this. I want Popeye's chicken tonight. Right. Right. That's not a bad idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you just you you need to do that every once in a while. But mm-hmm. as soon as that happens, then you have to realize, OK, what's the goal here? Right. Right. What what? I miss Kobe Bryant. And the reason I miss Kobe Bryant is not because of basketball. Kobe had retired in 2016. But Kobe's mentality as to how he went about basketball is something that can be applicable to pretty much every everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant once told a story about how he got into the league and he read the ref's handbook. Mm-hmm. So then he would know what the refs are looking for, where they are positioned on the court, so that he knew what he could and could not get away with. Mm. So if he wants to hit somebody in the ribs or get a advantage or some leverage, grabbing shorts or something, he knows where the rest are going to be and what they're looking for in certain situations so that mm. he can get. That's an advantage. Okay, mm. Kobe Bryant would get up and work out three times a day when most NBA players would work out two times a day. And he mm. says, that extra two hours magnified by four years, five years, six years. At mm. a certain point, no one can catch me after that. Right. Okay. Right. And the last thing he said is that I stuck with me. He said that I have made a deal with myself. I haven't made a deal with the person over there. I haven't made a deal with any of the other players in the league. I made a deal with myself because once this is done, it's done. Mm. Right. So what can I do? Mm. Right. I'm competing against myself yesterday and the day before that. Right. And that is the same premise when it comes to health and wellness and fitness. You're not competing with somebody you saw on Instagram. Right. You're not. I mean. You, you're not, and this is where I think we've lost sight of. Well, we didn't even we didn't have the sight to begin with because <laughs> once it came, it it is, it's a mind fuck, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because you see somebody, and that's a picture, and I love photography because it's a moment in time. Right. You take that one good picture, you look at that picture for fucking forever. Right. <laughs> right. But that's just what it is. It's a moment frozen in time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Time does not care. Time is moving in one direction and one direction only. You've made a deal with yourself. Mm. So if you can't get back onto your routine, if you can't 
figure out how you can be better at this today, even if it's a little bit better, even if it's the same, mm. right? If you can't make that, then you're going to let that horse run further and further and further right. away. Right. I used to work, one of my first jobs was um, aortic valve replacement at Toronto General Hospital. Wow. And I'm not a doctor. Let me clarify this. I would make the valves that would go in so the surgeons would do it. Mm. I played grown-up Lego because they came in pieces and I just put mm-hmm. them together. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to be there for pre- and post-op. And sometimes you'd have to make the difficult call, which is, hey, by the way, yeah, it's not looking good for it. There's too much blockage or this mm-hmm. valve is just n- not repairable at this point in time. Mm. And the breakdown, and you'd see people... Majority of people were 80s, 70s, but you'd see people in their 60s who did one of these for somebody in their 40s. Mm. And when, you, when you're seeing people look back at their lives and the regret that they have, well, if I knew this would be the end result, I would have eaten better. I would have not have smoked as much or eat terrible foods. I would have exercised more. And these are the bargains we make in the moment to be like, oh, okay, this is not bad. But then when you if you do it consistently, well, your end result is Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're just not good at humans as thinking ahead <laughs> into the future. No, we're very in the moment. Right? And very in the moment. If you can if you can see that like, hey, five years from now, and this goes for again everything. It's that mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to start a podcast, yeah, start a podcast now. Right. Don't be like, oh, but like in three years I'm gonna be this age. Who gives right. a shit? You're gonna right. be that age anyways. You know, I, I feel like there's some there's some beauty in both things, right? There's some beauty in being able to think ahead, but also some beauty in making sure you enjoy the moment. Hundred percent. You know. Right? But again, my point of this is if every moment is you eating the bad things that you're not supposed to eat and That's not fair. moving out. Sometimes like, you have to bite the bullet. <laughs> not bite the bullet. But not bite Not bite the bullet. Not bite you have the to bullet. not bite the bullet. And 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 eat those things and every now and then which I've tried to come better at that okay I'm feeling a cookie okay it's like you said okay you're feeling a cookie have one cookie have one have two maybe even have two but when you get to six (laughs) seven eight ten twelve twenty five and I feel like when, I don't have that package, discipline. When the package is more EOs than Oreos then you have a problem because <laughs> you're eating too much of that. So generally though how often should people be working out in a week? Again, as long as there's recovery time, like right. I work out six days a week, right? Do you? Yeah. But again, there but is But you're not doing intense stuff every so day. So then right? that's my next point. So mm-hmm. there's one rest day which I like I'll go about my normal like do your day work of like do your laundry and that's usually my Sunday where I do my laundry and I do clean my house, that kind of stuff and get ready for the week. Um but there's Intense workout five days out of the week, four to five days out of the week. And then the other two are active recovery days mm-hmm. where I, I will go perhaps on the stepper or I will go for a walk or something along those lines so that we can keep the body moving and still have like, I, I'm just trying to maintain. I'm not trying to cut or bulk or anything Thank at this God, point in time. I'm not trying to cut you. <laughs> I think I think I'm in a good place. Is what I'm trying to say. I think so too. I would agree with you. So at the end of the day, I'll just do things to like, you know, get my steps in and keep and that. Right. And I think we've also done this thing where we're just like, okay, exercises for the body. That's not the case. Like, 
endorphins are released, serotonin is released, like you feel good after you exercise, it helps the mind. And in doing so, you actually get yourself to a better mindset where you can actually do more with your day. I just know testosterone is increased too. Also that. So if you know what that means. Yes. (laughs) Parents, this is the second one. (laughs) There are no parents listening to this podcast. If there are parents, their children are not listening to this podcast. But you know what? My aunt does listen to this podcast. (laughs) So I should probably, you know, I mean, you know, I'm in my 30s, you know. You're a grown ass man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like at the end of the day, all these benefits happen from exercise that are not just the aesthetic. And I think Mm. we've also, we we do this thing where we separate like physical health and mental health. Right. All right, because physical health, we've we've brought it down. To, so I, I work for CAMH Center for Addiction and Mental Health, and we focus on the mental health aspect of things. And one of the things that I'm trying to implement down the line is, okay, why is there not a physical activity requirement for mm-hmm. this? Because that mm-hmm. will help with the mental side. In the mental side of things, and even creating a mental state will help in the physical side of things. Right, if you right. create like. If you create a good mindset and a good space to think about exercise, think about food in this very positive way. It's not about restriction. It's not about having to include this at any cost. It's about that balance between the body and the mind. Then we would be in a lot, we'd be in a better place. What do you think about people that, well, I don't want to say people, but what do you think about the thought of, you not being able to physically do something and people saying it's only your mind, your mind. Is there some like, is there like a physical limitation? Like, yeah. Like I feel like sometimes like people if, are if like, it's all in your, if you don't have, they're like, if your body can't physically do it, they're like, it's in your mind, you know, just okay. push, just push through. Listen, so, man. Uh, I play basketball, like I said, for Brock. And one day the, um, <laughs> Paralympic basketball team came in mm-hmm. and, they they wanted to play a game. So we're like, okay, cool. And they're like, you guys, like, so first they played us with us being able to walk and they had to go through this. And yeah, we won pretty handily. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, okay. And the next game was everybody in a wheelchair, strapped yeah. in. It's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire really? life. Because you use your legs to shoot. Like these guys yeah. were amazingly skilled because of the fact that they could then control this and then be coordinated enough to be able to shoot and have the strength to shoot from three, like from distance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There are certain things where people, and I, I, again, it's a double-edged sword and I'm going to choose my words very carefully here. Mm -hmm. If there are actual physical limitations where like you do not have an appendage, that's not in your head. You don't have that appendage. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have a, if you don't have a limb, you don't have a limb, mm-hmm. right? I do think there is something to be said where people, and this is where we need to connect the mental to the physical again, which is, oh, I don't know if I can do this because, like, what if I fail? Right, right. right. And then that goes back to the whole premise of how we as a society has, have conceptualized failure. Right, right. right. Failure in the neural aspect of things, failure is a very beautiful thing to adapt and learn mm-hmm. right because you need to fail and then you're like okay then you go over that and you're like oh what did i do wrong here or what didn't go right and mm-hmm. boom you can mm-hmm. then process that and learn 
but we've done it in a way where if you fail, you suck. Right. All right. right. So then people don't want to try again and people then right. give up. And then right. it's like, I can't do it. And that's where I think that disconnect is. Mm. But if you don't have like, if I don't have legs, I cannot run. Right. 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 And I think that's, those are two different things. Right. And this is where we need to connect it to the mental and the physical so that people understand what's going on when like depression is a real thing. Anxiety is a real thing, but right. those are again linked to physiological things, right. dopamine right. and cortisol release. Right. So that's what we need to understand. So like, yeah, cortisol's really high has a correlation with anxiety. Cortisol is really low has a correlation with depression. Okay. Right. Yeah. Seasonal affective disorder. It's a thing. Right. All right. Like these are things that we need to get an understanding of and then market those accordingly so that people get an understanding. So those people don't think it's their fault. People don't think that it's all in their heads or people don't think that they're just alone in the situation. Right. Like two years ago, February, I didn't, I hadn't seen the sun for like 10 days. I got out of my room. I'm like, yeah, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. All right, at that point in time, I wasn't working, and I was just like, I got in my room, I'm like, I'm going right back to bed. I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's the thing. And like, um, for those of you because you can't see me, I'm black. <laughs> um, but growing up in the I African, I, <laughs> I was expecting you to say that. Yeah, no. <laughs> growing up in the African, Canadian, American, Caribbean, and the black ethnicity, like a lot of mental health stuff is swept under the rug. 100%. Absolutely. Right? And we don't talk about this because it's just not something you just buck up and you go about it. And there are certain times where you need to buck up and go about things, but right. mental health is an actual thing. Right. All right? right. Yeah. But it's tied very closely with the physical, so we need to get that understanding. I got one more question for you, yeah. and then we'll close it out, and then we'll see... If and then we're going to work out after this because <laughs> his head's fine. No, it's not. No, it's not. Would you prefer to be the first in something or the best? No, it's your trick question nonsense. It's not a trick question. It's a, it's a, I don't know why I wrote trick question. It does say Christian question. As I looked at the paper, it does say trick question on the sheet. <laughs> I was like, it's just a question. Um, I, I, I'm not going to answer either of those, to be honest with you. I honestly really just like the progress in things because I don't I don't think there's an actual like. This is going to sound morbid, and I think this is where the perception is a little bit different. And whoever's listening to this, take it how you'd like to. At the end of the day, I get to die. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, if you believe in something after life, that's totally your perspective. And that's great. This thing that I have right here where I can understand and cognitively go through life and I am able-bodied to do certain things, this will come to an end, Mm -hmm. all right? So anything that I'm doing right now is, for me, the progress of it all to get to as close as I can to being proficient in it and efficient in it, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if I happen to be the best or first, that is a coincidental thing. And to hearken it back to working out, I I work out so that my heart can function in a way that will help me live for as long as I can. Right. And that my lungs and my brain can function and my mm. muscles can move me in a certain way. Mm. Now, if that happens to have an external aesthetic that is pleasing and good to society and beneficial in society, 
I will take that benefit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that is not the reasoning for what I'm doing here. Okay, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, I completely disagree. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> and to each their own. In uh, the great words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, yo, Jamel, thank you for joining the podcast today, man. So happy we didn't work out. Um, <laughs> how can people get in touch with you? You know, learn more about your work. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So I got I got Instagram. Um, Jamel J E R M E L P. Um, I probably will get off of that soon. <laughs> no more Instagram for you. I, I mean, Instagram is just a monetary thing for me at this point in time. So the mm. moment I don't need that anymore, I don't need Instagram because I really, again, everything is in a spectrum. I like people and I really don't like people all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fair thing. I, I mean, I like engaging with people. I will definitely have a conversation, but I, I think for me, Instagram has become this thing where people use it to express the highlights in, in their personal life. And right. I just don't need right. that in my life. Um, right. But you can find me there on Instagram. Um, other than that, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that's I got. It. On man. Instagram is all you got. That's all okay, I got, that's man. Cool. To be that's honest cool. with you. Well, everybody else can. Well, everybody else like it's different people. Um, you can follow the podcast. <laughs> yeah, follow this podcast. It's good. Uh, at Young Pros Talk on Instagram and Twitter, and then I never give out my own personal Instagram, but you guys can follow me on Instagram. Me personally, jokes on red. J O K E S O N R E D. You know. Um, I did not know how, it, why it took me a moment to figure out how to spell is that. that. A, is that a pun on like unread or is it just like on red? It's not. It's, so the whole thing was, I might change it actually. But the whole point is that like I do comedy. So like. Yeah, I get the joke. You get the jokes, right? But is that like on red, like on you, you were telling the jokes? Yeah, or? like it's courtesy of me. Oh, okay, okay. It's like, I, was like, I thought it was like a. Unread, like you haven't told these jokes like yet, so it'd be like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, no wonder people be saying shit to me. <laughs> no wonder you need you need some better marketing, I man. I need to change it. I can I help just, you that. You so it was business. like jokes on. It was like jokes are on us. Uh, no. You know what I'm saying? Or jokes not not jokes on are on us. Uh, uh toys are us. You know what I mean? So like jokes are me. In this conversation, that means you need to change your name because you just confused yourself. In I know this I did. I did. Well, I'm gonna just change it. I'm gonna. Right now it's jokes on red, everybody, but it will be changing soon. Anyways, thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good day. Or Peace. night, depending on where Wherever you are in you, the world. Whatever time. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 